So the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the first chapter. O Lord. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. About a week ago, I had a dream. And I dreamed that I was once again called to be the pastor of the church that I served right out of seminary. Now, that was Peace Lutheran Church in Gibsonville, South Car- Gibsonville North Carolina. And it's a great deal different than, than Pisgah is. For one, we had about 30 people in worship, which these days is a lot. But, you know, that's when days were really good. And actually, the, the personality of the congregation is different. In fact, earlier this year, they left the ELCA. So the odds of me going back there are absolutely zero. But I remember having that dream, and I was miserable the whole time. And when I woke up, I felt a huge sense of relief that I wasn't going back there. Now, you need to know, I absolutely loved my time at peace. I was there for six years, um, made a lot of good friends. We did a lot of wonderful ministry together. I really enjoyed that congregation. But I'm not the same person anymore. I'm not the same pastor anymore. See, on April the 29th, 2006... I woke up like any other day, not realizing that in a few hours, the path of my life was going to change completely. And I wasn't quite ready for that because my family had already experienced a life-changing event that week. My wife's grandfather had passed away, and we had actually traveled from North Carolina to Aiken, South Carolina for the funeral and and for all of the, the, the family gatherings before it. But the Saturday prior to the funeral, my brother-in-law was coaching um, a little league traveling soccer team. And they would go from place to place like these teams do and go to different tournaments all over the state of South Carolina and beyond. It just so happened, however, that that weekend, the tournament was in Aiken. And so I said to my wife, you know what, we ought to go and watch Trey's team play. We'll never get this opportunity again because, you know, typically I work on weekends. And so that morning, we woke up a little earlier, and we went to see the game. And it was a great game, and and they won. And as we were walking out, we were walking past the bathrooms there at the fields, and someone yelled my name. Now, folks, I was four hours from home. I'd never lived in Aiken before, and yet somebody was yelling my name, so I turned around And it was one of my seminary classmates. In fact, somebody that served here while he was in seminary, Rusty Sullivan. 
And he said, you know, we, we exchanged greetings. We had only seen each other maybe a couple times since in the last year since we had graduated from seminary. And he, he told me that he was in a rush because he had to coach another game and invited me to come back and spend some time with him later, which I did. And that afternoon, he told me, he said, you know, it's really ironic that I saw you today because I had you on my Palm Pilot. That was back in the days when people used Palm Pilots. I was going to call you this week. You see, my church, Pilgrim Lutheran Church, in this place called Lexington, South Carolina, is looking for a second pastor, and I think you'd be the perfect fit. Well, like I said, I was happy where I was. I was enjoying my ministry. I hadn't thought about moving at all. My first response was no. But the more I thought about it and prayed about it and talked to my wife about it, I went on that interview. And then in October of that same year, we moved to Lexington. Seems like yesterday, but that was almost 15 years ago. And it's incredible how that one moment of my life changed the entire direction of the rest of my life. Lexington is now home. I'm no longer at, at Pilgrim, obviously. I've been at a, another church and now at Pisgah since then. But the people that I've met, my, my children have been raised here. My, my oldest graduated from high school, from Lexington High School. My, my wife has been in, in two different schools. I mean, this has been a wonderful place for us to raise a family and live. The, the people we've met, the, the things that have impacted our life are all in part to that one special moment that changed everything. I mean, I often think, what, what would have happened if her grandfather had died a week later or a week earlier? Or if the, the tournament was scheduled to be at a different place or the game was special, scheduled to be at a different time. What would have happened if Rusty Sullivan did not have the call to, of nature at that exact moment and finish up right as I was walking past? My life would be completely different. That one moment changed everything. You know, it's amazing. Unless there's a special event going on, like your wedding day or, you know, your child's, your, your spouse is being induced and you're going to have a baby that day or, you know, your graduation day. We usually don't wake up in the morning and think, today something's going to happen that's going to change my life forever. I mean, and if you think about it, life is made up of a million little events. Most of them are insignificant and don't mean anything, but some of them? Some of them impact everything. I mean, think about a moment in your life change everything. Maybe it was a decision that you made or perhaps, you know, something big happened in your life or, or to someone you loved or a change was made. I'll give you a second. I want you to think about a moment that changed your life. Okay, hopefully you have it in mind by now. Now, how is your life different as a result? And if things had been different, what would your life look like if that event had never happened? See, the ancient Greeks, 
had words for this. It was words for time, actually. And the first one is chronos. It's where we get the, the term chronological. And chronos time is regular time. It's the hours, the minutes, the seconds that, that make up our lives. And there's tons and tons of them throughout the days that we walk this earth, right? And they're usually menial, insignificant times. You know, it's just the day we have. But then there's another word, chronos, kairos. And kairos is special time. It's those events that change everything. It's those events in life in which God encounters us. Those are the moments. That's the kind of moment that I had at the soccer field in 2006. Those are the moments that you just thought about. Those are kairos moments. Now, today, we're talking about a kairos moment in Jesus' life. Now, honestly, we usually think about how our Lord impacts our lives, but we don't often think about an event that impacted his life. And today we're talking about his baptism. See, John the Baptist was out at the River Jordan baptizing everybody. You know, all of Jerusalem, the whole Judean countryside was coming to be baptized by him. And so he was in the river and he was baptizing um, for the repentance of sins. And he was telling them, look, one's coming. I'm baptizing you with water, but one's coming that I'm not even worthy to bend down and and untie the thong of a sandal. He'll baptize you with, with fire and Holy Spirit. And then we hear that Jesus came where John was baptizing. And as he was coming up out of the water, the heavens were torn apart and a voice said to him, You are my son, the Beloved. Now, this may seem just like a story that we hear in the Bible, but the reality is all four Gospels talk about this. And this is a Kairos moment because from this moment, everything in Jesus' life changed. This was the beginning of his earthly ministry in all four Gospels. This is the very first thing that Jesus does is he is baptized. Now, it fills us with a lot of questions a lot of times. You know, like, first of all, why did John the Baptist baptize Jesus instead of Jesus baptizing John? Wouldn't that make more sense? Well, the Gospel of Matthew, actually, John asked that very question. Uh, Shouldn't you be baptizing me? And then the other question is, well, if John was baptizing for the forgiveness of sins and Jesus was sinless, why did he need to be baptized? And really, theologians have been arguing that for centuries. And the best thing they can come up with is, well, he's kind of an example. But see, none of that really matters. What matters is this. This is a kairos moment, a special moment in Jesus' life that changes his entire path and therefore changes the entire world. And that's what baptism is. It is a Kairos moment. This past week, this country experienced a moment that very well may have changed everything. As I'm sure you know, on on Wednesday, while Congress was in session to vote on um, ratifying the Electoral College, protesters stormed the Capitol building and our congressmen and women had to had to flee and, and go out. And there was a lot of destruction and theft and five lives were lost that day. And as we looked on with shame and horror and sadness and anger and 
some people with excitement and joy, we knew at that moment that things would never be the same. We saw our nation literally under attack. Now, there's a lot of opinions that have come out since then, some in support and many more objecting. So I'm going to give you mine. But I'm going to give you my opinion not as Stephen Mims, American citizen, but as Pastor Stephen Mims, pastor in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And here it is. This has to stop. This can't go on any longer. Throughout my lifetime, I have seen the division in our society grow wider and wider and wider. And this past year, it's like somebody took a spreader in and just ripped it even farther apart. I mean, we, we argue over everything. I mean, this, this virus and how we're supposed to respond to it, whether or not we're supposed to wear a mask or, or social distancing and, and all the closings. And, and then now people are, are arguing about whether or not the vaccine is, is helpful. And in addition to that, we've had all kinds of disagreements about race and gender equality. And, and then all of the stuff surrounding the election. And we're just getting wider and wider and wider apart. And my friends, this has to stop. You see, our problem is we had a Kairos moment and we didn't even realize it. Because you see, baptism didn't just change Jesus' life. Our baptism changes our lives as well. Now, some of you, like me, may not even remember your baptism. It may, I, I was about three weeks old when I was baptized. And so you may be wondering, how can something that I don't even remember have such an impact on my life? Well, my friends, it's because it's got nothing to do with you. It's about what God has done, is doing, and promises to do in your life. Because at that moment, you became a child of God. At that moment, your sins were washed away. At that moment, you were saved. And because of that, your life changed. And because of that, your identity changed. Somewhere along the way in this country, we, we got the, the notion that our lives are, are identified and our identities come from our pol political beliefs. And so the, our opinions and the things that we say and do are all wrapped up on our political parties. My friends, that's not who we are. We are baptized children of God. We are named and claimed by the Almighty. And because of that, our lives are different. Because of that, we are different. We live our entire lives responding to the good news that no matter what happens, God still loves us, God forgives us, and we are saved. And therefore, we live our lives sharing our gifts to show God's love. And therefore, in all things... We try to love God, love our neighbors, and love ourselves. And if anything falls outside of that realm, it's wrong. Our politics do not define our faith. Our faith should define our politics. And again, if it falls out of love God, love your neighbor, love yourself, it ain't part of your faith. You and I have had a Kairos moment. 
God has encountered our lives through the waters of baptism. That makes us different. That changes who we are. We are called to seek unity, not division. We are called to love our neighbors. We are called to be brought together. Because you see, baptism changes us and therefore we change the world. Just as God came to the Holy, the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus as the heavens were torn open. The Holy Spirit is now descending on us as our country has been torn apart. Let us listen to the Holy Spirit. Let us be the people that we are created and called to be. Let us live out our identity and love. Amen.